behind that is all the money. Yes, it's true. More money is more impact. Yeah, because when you do it, when you move through your shadow, when you move through the really uncomfortable places, it gives other people permission to do the same and it gives you the confidence to help lead them through that because you've done it. If you haven't done that and you are tra- you have someone in front of you and you're trying to tell them this is what you do and you haven't done yeah. it, the energy and the frequency of that is more communicated than whatever you're saying. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design the podcast dedicated to helping you use human design in your business from the ground up. You have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to bring back Lena, my soul sister, for this conversation we want to have with you around the paid method. Now, it's really fun because Lena, we just saw in the mastermind group, she has created $30,000 in 90 days. And I think that kind of blows her mind too, but it's just fun to see it all play out. And I thought what we could do is talk a little bit about how we both use the paid method, because in the high frequency formula, we use this method to outline our quickest way to hire paydays. So we're going in and doing the work around inner child healing and getting to know our shadows so that we can step into the gift of who we are and own our destiny of wealth. And the method was downloaded to me last year. And with the work I've done inside the formula, inside now our new group coaching container and the mastermind, I can see that this method is truly just evolving into such a deeper look at our shadow and gift energy and how it shows up to keep us from asking for what we want, from setting our calendars to get what we want from how we price our offers, just how we believe in ourselves. So I think it's going to be a valuable conversation for you. What I'm seeing is it's really helping us to clearly see what our inner children struggle with and what they really need in order to break through any barrier to get to the thing that they want. And it's really outlined our decisions and our Actions that we need to take moving forward so that we actually do hit our goals. So let's get into it, Lena. I'm so excited to have you back on. Thank you. It's good to be here. So, the paid method, when we break it down, it's P is for permission, A is action, I is inner child healing, and E is embracing forgiveness, and D is decisions. Mm -hmm. So, let's just kind of walk through P. And we kind of came up with the story that we want to just kind of go over on the podcast, but you can take this method and use it with any of the gene keys, any of your triggers, anything that is keeping you in the not self, because deconditioning is really, that's what this method is, is a deconditioning method. And deconditioning is really just releasing our resistance to the truth. Mm -hmm. So. Of course, our gift and our enlightenment is our truth, our, you know, alignment theme. You're an MG, I'm an MG. Satisfaction is our truth. So let's walk through permission. Okay, so the way I wrote it in the book was permission to let go and move forward. Allow yourself to simply release the version of you who acted from a place of low frequency. So how can you close the door on the past for good? So what do you feel was one of the things that you had to let go of, give yourself permission to let go of? Well, I think even in reading that, I was thinking about what did I do in low frequency, right? And the thing that I think I probably did in low frequency was price my offer. Really? Yeah, because that was in a frequency of probably not enoughness, not wanting to commit to something and have to show up for it. And so, you know, while I think that I priced that offer in order to almost give myself permission to fail, 
in some way. Wow. Feels such a big thing. So I would say the thing that I did in low frequency was price my offer. That was not from a place of really of competence Mm. and of knowing. And, you know, at the same time, I know doing that and moving through it helped me build that, but it definitely was not the highest frequency that I could produce an offer from. I don't think that time I was in a place to do that, but looking back, I would say that's, that was probably what I did in low frequency was price my offer. Yep. Yep. And that one, three, because you're the one three, I'm the one three. It's always we trial and error. We have to do the thing. We have to actually do the thing for us to know and see where we weren't really believing in ourselves or weren't really acting in highest alignment or worth. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like it was priced too low then? That's what I'm getting. I feel like it was. I mean, basically, I was giving it away for free. And honestly, I was with the amount of hours and the time and the commitment and in-person time. It was for free. I mean, for what, you know, the commitment really was and how helpful it is. And that's okay. Because being a 1-3, I did need to go in and do it and feel it and see it and say, yes, 100%. There is so much value here and feel good about where that's at. But in that amount of time over those past few months, I was like, it's I was so busy. And I felt myself in that hustle mode, which I don't, I, not, I don't really like hustle mode, yeah. although I'm a hustler, but I don't like the way that it makes my body feel or my mind feel. And so that started to feel out of alignment with how much time was going into it. So I did, I had to really evaluate where I was and could I sustain this at that pace? Yeah. Amount. Was it worth getting out of bed for that price to put yourself through what it is that you had to go through in order to provide the service, the value? Yeah, I mean, emotionally, yes, it's worth it, right, to help people. It's always worth it. But was I honoring myself and my time? And that's really where I had to kind of call myself forward. And in what way could I continue to do this in a way that I could be satisfied? And, you know, my shadow of my 58th gene key, which is my pearl, is dissatisfaction. And I was seriously in, I was like, I'm dissatisfied right now with how much time I have. I'm dissatisfied with how much I can give to my family. I'm dissatisfied with how my body feels because I'm having to pack everything in. And that does not feel like it's not satisfying. Yeah. What do I need to do? Yeah. How can I change that? What I'd like to do with this podcast right now is just kind of walk myself through my pearl, which is 42. And we were talking before we started recording is like, where have I been sitting in shadow or have needed to take the paid method through my shadow? And I would say when I was looking at the gene keys and saying, okay, what's a good representation to talk about? I've literally had to look at the shadow of the pearl, which for me is 42. And find myself in expectation. And I mean, if you think about this last year, I have sat in expectation for an entire year. Oh, yeah. Like I expected when the whole family came back together, I expected it to be this like, and I don't know that I consciously expected it to be sunshine and rainbows, but I know I wanted it to be sunshine and rainbows. So I guess we could say, that's a version of expecting if I want it and then I don't get it. And then I sit in like this, this frustration, frustration, literally this last year, it has been the most frustrating thing for me of our family. Just, it's like no one, when we all got back together, no one had done any of their work. No one had done their deconditioning. No one did their own paid <laughs> method before we no. together. They didn't know about shadow and give. They didn't know trigger. They didn't know universal law and energetics. And so getting back together, it was like, and they say this to me, like, mom, you've had three to five years on us. Like you are three to five years ahead of where we are. And so it felt like, you know, because last March I was on this trajectory and this just momentum was you remember, like it was huge. It was like, wow, this is rolling and going. Yeah. And it was like, I was on this boat and I was on the boat by myself 
And there was, you know, I was plowing through the water and just going. There was nothing in my way. No weather was bad. It was just like this smooth sailing. And then everybody gets on the boat. And now the boat slowed down. And now we see the leaks in the boat. Now we're having to fill the leaks in the boat. Now I'm, but I'm still at the helm of the boat going, guys, we're, we're slowing down. Fill your fucking leaks in the boat. So I've had to, this whole year, I've had to get off the helm of the boat go back into the boat and be like, okay, where are the leaks? Let me help you. Let's figure out what the leaks are from. Let's patch those up. Then let's keep going. And then let's see if that even worked or not. So it's been, for me, permission to release the expectation that the people I love the most are just not where I am in their soul growth and their personal development. But the beautiful part about that was it gave me an opportunity to go back into my son, which is commitment, which is gate 29. It's like, yeah. I am fully going into committing. Like there is no half-assing this family because I love them so much. And we have gotten the opportunity of a lifetime. Most people, when they get divorced and their family breaks up, do not have an opportunity like I have. So I had to really just allow myself to, I think, just permission to sit in the gift here, the gift of detachment. Yeah. Like I'm detaching my expectations on everyone around me. Yeah. I'm just here. I'm here for it. Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Which, which shows me that the pearl is, again, way more than money. Prosperity is way more than money. It's not just about money. No. So part of permission in the paid method is how can you close the door on the past for good? Well, good thing we're having this podcast because this is me closing the door on the past for good, including this last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a big one. Because I mean, you have to be aware of it to close the door. That's, I think, the main thing is become aware of what it is. What is the shadow there? And once wow. you can become aware of, oh, I'm attaching to an expectation about what this should be. How can I do that differently? How can I respond differently? Yeah. yeah. Been key. Like our conversation recently when I was like, I'm out of here. I've got the middle finger up. I'm done. <laughs> yep. I'm, and you're like, I said, I think I'm going to come move, move in with you, live with you. You said, that's not neutral. <laughs> How do we get to neutral? Everybody needs Alina because that is, and that's not the thing I want to hear. I want to hear from you like, yeah, come move in with me. That would be Let's way more them. fun. Screw them. Let's just go to the spa. Let's go to the float tank. Go to the float tank. Scorn's the light. Yeah. It's more like, okay, why don't we get to neutral? And if you still want to come here, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's big. Like, I think... It, Right here in this moment, I'm realizing how much I sat in expectancy. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of work in the design again, my my design and getting all the content ready for the Aura Accelerator. Every week we do these classrooms. And so I'm refining and rehoning what it is to have an energy type and how it works. And I'm so I'm revisiting some areas of my chart where I'm like, oh, wow, this is exactly this is exactly what I needed. Like, and who would have known that the offer that I I didn't really launch it. I just made an offer that that offer would bring me to this awareness about myself today in this moment. Yeah. It's powerful what we're doing in our businesses. Oh, yeah, I can feel that. Because if we did not have this work, we would just be throwing spaghetti against a wall and wondering why it never worked or why it did work, but why we feel so shitty. Yeah. Why is it not sticking? Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, today I'm declaring, I give myself permission to move forward from the expectancy and I'm going to just release the version of me who acted from a place of low frequency. Yeah. Way more times than I want to admit. Yes. Continuously forgive yourself. Yeah. So action. Okay. So the next one is A, action. And this is action towards more life and more creative life expression. 
Your soul is always bringing more opportunity for more life. How can you take one action step each day towards alignment? Like even if it's uncomfortable, how can you put energy in motion to work with universal law, to work with your highest expression of you, to move through any discomfort? Well, I know for me with the action, you know, once I realized how I was feeling and really had to acknowledge it, that I was feeling dissatisfied, I was feeling tired, I was feeling like I was so busy and hustling and that did not feel sustainable to me. That's what, that was the main thing. This is not sustainable to me, this amount of time commitment. And the first thing I needed to do was like, was to look at how am I valuing myself? How am I valuing my time? And then to change my offer. And say, well, I, I still love this work so much. I just can't do it with many people at once, which means that I have to increase it in order to take care of my needs and feel like I'm in valuing myself. And so that was one of the first actions I took mm-hmm. um, was to change that. And then it was also to look at what time did I need for myself? What did I need to do for myself in order to move towards something that did feel more along the gift, which is vitality? Mm-hmm. You know, and so there was, there was more of that, like going, I went for a new training. I went for, to commune with other people that fill my soul and lift me up. And so that's what I needed to do. And it felt great. It felt great. And it felt aligned, but I had to do something. I couldn't just keep spinning in this, yeah, this feeling of dissatisfaction. And because what's the point of that? You have to do something. So that was the first thing I did was I had to look at my offer and really go into my body and feel what felt right, what feels aligned, what feels right, what feels in integrity and go forward with that. And then what do I need to do for my body physically and my mind and my soul physically was, was to go and take time away to learn. That's my playtime is learning. Yeah. Go and learn and to go and play. Those were the things that I needed to do right away in order to move towards vitality, which is the gift. Yeah. Which ultimately gives you more creative life force. Yes. And brings you in more opportunity because when you were communing with your soul tribe, yeah, you found a lot of opportunity there. Oh, man, I, it was just rewarded with more opportunity. Okay, I took this action and then immediately the universe is like, yes, and this mm-hmm. and that confirming that was the right thing for me to do. Yeah. So now, was it hard for you to do? Was it uncomfortable for you to do? You know what? Surprisingly, I wouldn't say that it was uncomfortable. It felt right because I had already moved through testing it and kind of seeing the results. And so it didn't feel like, oh, this isn't, it's not a value. So I would say, no, it didn't feel that, that part didn't feel hard to do because I felt like I had moved through improving to myself that it was a value. Mm -hmm. So that part didn't feel that it was so difficult. Probably the more difficult thing was to actually take time off and go feel good about, oh, I'm going to go play now and I'm going to go learn now because there's this part of me that's like, oh no, you can't do that until you do this. Yes. You know, and it's like, okay, that's, that was hard. Yeah. That's what I was going to tell you is like, for me, my action leaving, Mm -hmm. like we're going away this weekend. I'm going away just with Garrick. That is hard for me. I, I said to you, I said, what's really interesting is I actually don't want to leave, but I know I need to. Yeah. Like, I need to step away from this family. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to. It's uncomfortable for me to. Yeah. And then that's how you know you're supposed to do it. <laughs> yeah. Here can I have this thing. Anytime something comes in that we're like, yeah, I really don't want to do that. That scares me to do that. We're like, that's the thing we have to do. Yeah. Which ultimately we know it will bring us more creative life force, more opportunity more availability of our sacral battery. Yeah. But actually doing it, it's like I'm a little kid kicking and screaming. And I can remember this happening a few months back where I had, I have these monthly, they used to be massages, but now they're just facials. I Now I'm like, because I couldn't do the massage and the facial. This is really interesting. This is coming up. I told myself, well, you really don't have time to take out of your month two for two appointments like that. You really don't. So let's, what do you want the most? And I was like, well, the massage is like iffy. And I know I need to go to your guy. I know I need to. Yes, you do. Yes. But the facial, I actually really enjoy. I feel better. I like the couple of days after when my face looks, you know, shiny and fresh. 
So I'm like, I'm keeping the facial, but it would be like kicking and screaming to get me out of the office to go do that. Who's in your head telling you that? that you the can't little girl. Me? Yeah. Why? Hmm. What does not say? Okay. But, you know what I she says? Hmm. If I don't do it, it won't get done right. Oh, yeah, there it is. If I don't do it, it won't get done right. How can you trust anyone else to do it? And is that true? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Right? How do you feel in your body when you think? Oh. Well, over the course of the year, I've gotten better. Okay. But it has taken me, I mean, we're at, literally in March was a year when the family came back. And just this month, I've been like, okay, I've got to hire an executive assistant. I've got to bring on people to help me. Mm-hmm. And I have to make training these people a priority so that my sanity stays intact. And I think what what really happened for this little being in me was she got so attached to the high-frequency formula, mm. her work, her work out in the world. And she got so attached to it. And she was like, will anyone else care for it the way you do? Me, the adult me. Will yeah. anyone else care for it the way you do? Will your family care? Because, you know, family's my team. Will they yeah. care as much? Will, you know, any assistant you bring in or any time yeah. in social media, the company we just hired, will anyone care as much about your formula as you do? So there's the, that's the fear. Yes. They won't. Yeah. Yeah. And you know who holds the standard of that? Mm. Me. So, yeah. Who would you be without that thought? You'd okay. be getting a facial and a massage. Who would I be without that thought, Lena? This is so thought. valuable to me right now. That's it. I feel like I should be Venmoing you. I feel like I should be my massages. <laughs> like, who would you? Who would I be without that thought? Yeah, going to freaking Joshua Tree and not giving a fuck. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The thought that you already had to admit was not actually true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now I'm actually really excited to go. Good. And you should get a massage while you're there. I don't know. Do they have anywhere out there that does? Oh, I'm sure they do. do. Well, it's kind of a smaller town, but I could look and see. I know that being in nature is going to fill up. Oh, yeah. And it's like the first weekend since this long winter we've had where it's like sunny and warm. And one of my soul's tenants is sun. Oh, yeah. Like my soul needs sun. What's your soul need? Dirt. Dirt. Earth. Water. Yeah. Yeah. This Earth. nature thing is just unbelievable how it helps us to heal ourselves. Oh, yeah. It regulates your nervous system when you can't, especially. Yeah. Yeah. It's medicine. All right. So... Let's talk about the I, inner child healing. So this is a big one, and this is one we work on a lot in the mastermind. It comes up all the time because this little girl, until you're aware that there's a inner soul, an inner energy inside you, you are allowing this inner undeveloped little girl to run your adult life. Yeah. And the more she basically fucks it up, screws it up for you, the less you're like, I'm a responsible, mature adult. You're like, what is happening? I'm an, I don't even know. How old am I? 47, 48. I think I'll be 48 this year. I'm 48. I got it. This happened to me at 40. I was like, I'm 40 years old. I should have this together. I should have figured this out. And in doing this work, I found, oh no, this is just a little girl running the show of my life. Oh yeah. I mean, that's why like as adult women, we're like, I know better than this. I'm an educated woman. I run a business and I I drive a car. And why do I care about what Susan thinks about me at work? And it's like, it's because that's not who's running the show right now. It's a child. Susan. It doesn't matter that you're an adult woman with a degree, a master's, two master's degrees. This is a very old part of us that is like, what about me? I'm not enough. They're going to think about And so it's like an old program running underneath your new program, but it's the undercurrent that's there. And until we, you know, take some time to be like, okay, who is this and what do you need? 
what didn't you get? Well, how can I, how can I be there for you now? Mm-hmm. You know, which I'm telling you, people think is ridiculous, but I'm, if you, when you think this is whatever this reaction I'm having is not, this is, it makes no sense. I should know better than this. It's probably not you today. Yeah. It's not There's you today. Of, yeah. It's the version of you that got pissed off at a younger age. She's back. Yeah. And she's still stuck on the bathroom floor you left her on. <laughs> yes. 30 years ago. So let's go get her, you know, and see yeah. what she eats. Yeah. This inner child, the way I kind of broke down inner child healing in the formula is there's these five steps that we can take. And, you know, one of them is acknowledgement. Well, they go in order. And I have a whole podcast on this. We should link this below this podcast so you can go get the full details on the five steps. But and I developed these five steps because I was in it with my little girl one time. I remember it was about a year ago now where I was like, oh, what is happening is it's her. And now I'm just going to have an adult conversation and find out what she needs. Mm -hmm. And what she told me was these five steps. So the first thing to do is just to become aware of, oh, there must be a little girl inside of me is when you're triggered. Like anything that comes up that makes you go, oh, that was not fun. Teacher's here. (laughs) Bring classes in session. Teacher's here. (laughs) Shows up. And then your nervous system goes, all right, game on. Time to fight. Mm -hmm. First thing I do is I acknowledge it. Hey, you're back. Something is going on for you. What is it that you need? And then she tells me. She tells me what she needs. And then we create a plan. Mm -hmm. We create a plan. What do you need to feel safe to get through this? And then for that moment of clarity, she's feeling heard. She's feeling less threatened. She's feeling as if she can maybe, maybe not take the boxing gloves off, but she's going to at least put her arms down. Yeah, there we go. You know, and then she's going to just listen a little more. And then I put a step three in for accountability. So what does the little girl need from me? And what does she need from everyone else? And I remember this being a big family talk. I was like, guys, Listen, we were in an Airbnb when the house was getting renovated last year. And I was like, my little girl is scared to death that her business is going to go down in flames. And, you know, at the time, the family's like, little girl, what? Uh," You know, they wanted to, they weren't, they weren't like mean about it. They were like, well, what's going on? We want to help. But they didn't know what to do to help. So this is where that step came in was accountability. Okay, we're going to have a plan and now we're going to hold ourselves accountable to creating the safe environment for the little girl in Danielle that's freaking out right now. And that that's where I, I got to say, like being around people that truly just love you and want nothing else than for you to succeed is imperative. Otherwise, this is where everything goes awry because... You know, if Garrick was like more interested in how he felt, then he wouldn't have been, how can I help you? And putting himself on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go through the rest of them. Then we're going to talk about you. Okay. So the next one is reassessment. So step four is reassessment. So after you've made this plan, you promise this little girl you're going to do what you say you're going to do. You get everybody on board with you. Then it's time to come together in 24 hours and evaluate how the little girl's doing. Has everyone done their part? Is there anything else she needs? How did it go for her? Did it work? What else does she need? Does she still need to be in Epsom salt baths? Maybe. There was a lot of time in my healing that I just spent all my time in bed and in Epsom salt baths. And then a final fifth step follow-up. And this isn't just another reevaluation and reassessment. This is like a congratulatory I'm really proud of you for telling me what you needed. I'm really proud that we were able to work together and create this plan. And it's like a congratulatory, honoring kind of thing. Yeah, we did this and we can do it again. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's like reparenting yourself and building accountability with that inner child so that they trust that you show up for them. They trust that their needs will be met. and when that happens, 
they're less in the need to like scratch and scream and cry and cause havoc because you you build a relationship of nurturing with that part of yourself that probably really needed it. Yeah. So what kinds of things was your little girl needing? Oh, well, I mean, as it relates to this, it, it was to play because that was, that's always been a very big part of the happiest parts of my childhood was to play and be in nature and, you know, be with friends and that, and there is a certain, there's a big part of me that needs that or else I get super grumpy, which I know is the little girl. But one of the things that I did in inner child healing that was really surprising when I made contact with this much younger part of myself asking like, what do you need? What can I do for you? And was, <laughs> it was I was so open, was in a healing session. And what she said was she wanted birthday parties. And she I was did? like, oh my God, like, I hate birthday parties. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. You do hate birthday parties. Yeah. Have you ever been to one of my birthday parties? No, no there hasn't ever been one. And it's the last thing I want is a birthday party. And then I realized that a lot of that was tied to some very deep wounds about disappointment and about people not showing up for me or me, I don't, not being enough for other people. I don't know, whatever it is. And so I, I would at all costs avoid birthday parties. And so when I heard that, I was like, no, no, oh no, birthday party. Yeah. And, and it was like, yes. I want a birthday party. And I said, I had to write down, I'm like, okay, I will give you a birthday party. Yeah. Give you a birthday party. And so, you know, it's like, it's like hearing these parts of yourself that may be very surprising to you when they tell you what they need. Mm -hmm. And now I have this opportunity to show up for her, which I'm telling you, Big Lena is a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I, it's going to be my opportunity to show up and say, I'm going to do this for you. So you don't need to get my attention on other things. But that's part of the accountability, right? That's the follow-up. Mm -hmm. My follow-up is I have to throw her a birthday party. And yeah. I don't even know what that looks like because, and I'll have to deal with my own feelings of like that come up, all those triggers. So you'd be surprised when you start doing inner child healing and you really start going to these parts of yourself and asking like, what, one, what happened? Where are you? What, where did I leave you? And what can I do to make this better? What do you need to hear from me that you didn't get to hear from whoever was in charge at that time or whoever was available to you? Because I'm here now. And what can I do for you? What do you need? Well, and she's giving you a gift because she is moving you into vitality mm -hmm. and out of dissatisfaction around birthday parties. Yeah, something to celebrate yourself. Yep. She wants to celebrate herself which to me always felt like such a terrible thing. And, and it's like, well, why is that? That it has always felt like a terrible thing. So it's surprising, but it's necessary. And then there is an amount of accountability because you can't just go and say, oh, what do you need? Oh, that's, oh, yeah, I'll be okay. And then not do it. Yeah. Because then you're losing trust with that part of yourself. Yeah. It will continue to show up. Yes. And make you unhappy and run your show mm -hmm. unconsciously for you. Well, yeah. I mean, and your birthday's coming. I know. Can you, my party? Can you come to my party? <laughs> Girl, I think it's we about be so hurt. <laughs> this would be the best birthday party because we don't do our shenanigans anymore. No. We are a... not shenaniganers. No. No. Like your birthday party is going to be how many times can we sauna cold plunge and light? <laughs> what kind of breath work are we doing to what soundtrack? <laughs> yeah. And then behind that is... I mean, you know me, I'm always like, all the money. Behind that is all the money. Yes, it's true. And more play, more money for more play, more money for more helping Joy. other people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, more impact. More money is more impact. Yeah, because when you do it, when you move through your shadow, when you move through the really uncomfortable places, it gives other people permission to do the same. And it gives you the confidence to help lead them through that because you've done it. If you haven't done that and you're trying, you have someone in front of you and you're trying to tell them this is what you do and you haven't done it, yeah. the energy and the frequency of that is more communicated than whatever you're saying. Say that louder for the people in the back. <laughs> that is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's like you, it's like when I say about being your own best client. And yes. sometimes that shows up in different ways. So, like, how 
what you, the story you just said, she wants more birthday parties. That is you being your own best client. Yeah. Giving her that birthday party. Yep. Yeah. And then what comes from that? I'll tell you all about it, you know? Yeah. But go into the uncomfortable places. Do the things that maybe you didn't do out of your shadow. Yeah, because you didn't do it because you were dissatisfied with the way birthday parties have been all your life. Yes. You're like, I ain't I ain't going to take part in that. No. Don't sign me up for that. This is my birthday. I don't want to move into the shadow. <laughs> At least consciously, I don't want to do that. I want to clean it up after. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. No, it's really uncomfortable. Well, I'm excited that that's what she said. You never told me that. So now I'm going to be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She wants birthday parties. Okay. So I'm going to do some inner child work this weekend and I'm going to see what she wants. Last weekend, I did a bunch of work with fear. Mm. And so this weekend, and it was interesting, like I looked right at fear. I was reading that book, Outwitting the Devil. I know you're reading it now. And I've been screaming it over every platform I have. Like I literally was talking to fear and not that afraid of it. I was like, at first I was afraid of it. And then I was like, wait a minute. Actually, what I found with fear, and I should do a whole podcast on this, is Fear is the biggest angel of our lives. Like it gives us the opportunity to prove our power to ourselves over and over and over again because we're facing it, walking through it and being like, did that, what's next? Yep. So it's proving our power over and over to ourselves. Oh yeah. Now embracing forgiveness. So this is really radical forgiveness of you in all parts. Forgiveness of this little girl, the way she's acted and reacted in her life, forgiveness of me as the adult for not knowing what I didn't know and believing the mistruth of programming and conditioning and who I was and how I behaved when I believed that. Well, like for me, the forgiveness needed to come in in the not knowing, you know, that also to really own the fact that when I knew better, I did better. And there's no point in going back over things that I look at as mistakes because those were all opportunities for me to learn. I had to go through those things in order to find the truth. And it's just really forgiving myself for when I made decisions outside of my own knowing mm. and be able to move forward from that. You know, so as simple as something as birthday parties, I'm like, wow, God, I spent 40 years not giving my sets. terrible. I could go in a quarter and cry about how I didn't get birthday parties for 40 right. years. Or I could say, you know what? Wow. And have compassion for myself and go, this woman really was afraid of something so deep about disappointment and disappointing herself or other people. And I have compassion for that woman. Yeah. You know, and also now can move forward. We don't, that's an old story. Mm -hmm. Who would I be without that thought? Yeah. Who would you be without that thought? I'd be having so many crazy birthday parties. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because ultimately you love to share what you have, the land, the yeah. light, the sauna, the, all of the, the tools and value that you carry. You love to share that with the people you love. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. I remember it was probably 10 years ago. I did have a birthday party 10 years ago when I turned 40 because I thought, well, I have to, you know, you're 40. And I literally, we went to the jumpy, the air jump and played dodgeball. That's a great idea. But that was my inner child planning a party. I let her one time and then, and that was fun, but it was still, is that still actually hard? But wouldn't yeah. that be fun if you just let her plan it? Oh, yeah. I'm curious to see. I think there's a pinata probably is going to be there. <laughs> yeah. You could tap in. Yeah. And ask her, like, okay, what kind of party do you want? Yeah. It would be like your ideal party. I'm going to go in deep and ask her, and I'll probably be very surprised by the answer because it's. It's not going to probably come from older Lena. She's probably going to be like, okay, are you ready to hear what I really want? Yeah, I'm going to. Here I'm it gonna, comes. Going to meditation to really clear that channel. That can be. <laughs> yeah. And then having to do that for her. But, you know, there's always like compromise. Could we do it this way? Could we do it that way? How could I give you the same result? The message that came through was what was that she wasn't celebrated. And that's, I think, was the pain. Mm. And so there's, I think that's the main thing is to celebrate yourself, celebrate myself. And 
if that's uncomfortable for me or uncomfortable for you, why? Why is that? I mean, I would love a freaking excuse to celebrate you. I just saw them today too. I have these, I'm not going to say what they are because I am going to give them to you ultimately, but I have like gifts for you that I have never given you. They're just in my closet and I found them today and I'm like, oh good, her birthday's coming. I can do that then. There's just like little ways that, I mean, you for me, just I celebrate you all year long, but I would love a freaking excuse to put that in my calendar and be like, we're showing up and we're doing this. Yeah. Okay. So many people in your life feel that way about you. Thank you. I, I received that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So then my forgiveness of me, where mm-hmm. do I start? Where is it? My inner child loves to throw freaking tantrums and get loud. Mm. And over this last year, it has been the work of me to not get loud. And you know, when I was younger and really just letting the little girl, she, that was the show. It was the little Danielle show. It, the tone of my voice and the way I talk and tell people I want this and I want that and I, this needs to happen and that needs to happen. That was actually very triggering for my family. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And so I had to do some look at that and be like, okay, well, I don't want to hurt my family, but why am I getting loud? And why am I triggering my family? Well, the little girl told me nobody listens unless we're loud. Yeah. And what happened was my family was like that. Like my dad was the loudest person in the room. And when my mom and dad would fight, they were the loudest people. And so if I needed to be heard, I had to scream and yell to be louder. Ah, yeah. Which works in now that I'm, you know, in my brand and I'm talking all the time and on podcasts and in groups and doing speaking and all of that, it works. But in the family, it was like you could just see like Chloe would just like kind of cringe. And here's the thing that the, the way this brought to light was, for three years before the family came back, I wasn't that person. Oh. I was not loud. So Chloe had three years with just me. It was not loud. It was not triggering. And when the family came back and she started seeing me getting loud, you could just see in her, like her reaction, it was like bothering her. And I would go to her and be like, what is wrong? And she would tell me like, that scares me, your tone. And it didn't even matter what I was saying. If it was mean or not mean or it didn't matter what the words were it was the tone yeah so I had to take a good look at that and I definitely did not want that to happen because I worked so hard to heal yeah us both over those years it triggered her nervous system yeah yeah and so that was a lot of what I had to forgive myself for was the tone I just didn't know the way I went about my life with my family and hurt them I just didn't know. And energy is so subtle. Yeah. So now that we're so sensitive and and all of them are sensitive because we are truly vulnerable and our hearts are open with one another, we have to put each other's nervous system first. So even when I'm in a trigger or in a panic state, I have to do my best to encapsulate that little girl, give her what she needs from me and ask for help so that my tone doesn't move into a triggering tone. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get to neutral. Yeah, which is really helpful that you remind me of that because there were there are moments where I'm like, I'm about not to be. Yeah, you can feel neutral, elevated, you know, depressed. Where is where are we at? And if if there's if you're not at neutral, it's not the best place to communicate from because the energy with which you're communicating is coming either from a trigger or from, you know, apathy or something. So it's just finding that. And that whole method of the paid method is really so helpful in getting you to a neutral place consistently, you know, where it doesn't have to keep showing up. Yeah. But if you don't see it through, right, the whole way through to embracing forgiveness and decision-making and moving forward, then you're leaving her on the bathroom floor still, and she's still going to scream for you. Yeah. The opportunity arises. So like knowing that, like I get loud for you saying I get loud because I need to be heard. If you were not aware of the fact that that was a very old program running and weren't able to go back and bring healing to that part of yourself, then it would show up so unconsciously all the time. And over time, it'll become less and less and there'll be more neutrality in all of your communication. 
which is really how you're heard. Yes. That's when people listen. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how this family in just a year has shaped the F up with me because I've been responsible and mature. And I've said, hey, guys, this is what I need. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared. And as soon as I say that, they're like, okay, what do you need? Yeah. And they go to work figuring out how to fix it. And this year has been, and by, by I say fix it, I don't mean they're fixing me. They're just fixing the environment. They're fixing whatever it is so that the little girl isn't scared, as scared. And over the course of this year, all I've seen is, I don't even know how to say it, but it's like they're cleaning up their act. Yeah. Like they're behaving different, showing up different. Like they're taking their lives and their position in this brand so much more seriously than we say. It's like when we went to Hawaii last year in March, we named that vacation the 10-day intensive because it was an intensive with all of us. Yeah. And I would say this year has been the intensive yeah. because it is because we have all made this commitment. No, this is it. There is no leaving. But you know. Sometimes I'm like, you know, maybe this isn't it. A you know, little, I don't know. A little girl. <laughs> yeah. But she starts to become more mature. I don't know. I don't know if this is it, guys, anymore. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to watch her do this. And now they're just like, okay. Since we've all just kind of detailed her out and how she behaves, it doesn't threaten anybody anymore. It doesn't even threaten me anymore. Good. That's good. Yeah. So D is decisions. Alignment is forward, not backward. Yeah. Decisions from the now. Decisions from the highest expression of you. The decisions you make from, I am already forgiven. I have forgiven myself for who I have been before I let the shadow go. Yeah. Now I'm moving forward. Not going backwards. Don't look back that way. And your decision was what? Based on the first part of the conversation was with my offer. Yeah. Was making a decision about what I felt in alignment with. Then feel good about that and put it out there and it's done. Take the action, take the step, speak it out into the universe, speak it out to the people who are asking and let it go and not scrabble back. Oh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that because maybe it's not really worth it. Maybe the, and all the little stories that come up just to be like, no, we got this. It's all, we've done the work. We've gone through anybody's fears in here in the head and work through that and feel confident. Part of me thinks like, maybe it was too easy. Maybe it should have been higher because it didn't See? that uncomfortable. And you know what? I'll forgive myself in the future for right now. <laughs> you know what? I have the paid method so I can always come back and I forgive myself. I always come back to it. So get in on the offer now, folks. Because That is the truth. Yeah, that is the truth. One of the things I remember thinking when I was first starting was, I wish I could find a coach who didn't already have group and who didn't already have like their brand had taken off and they were in the millions because I know the value of the one-on-one, the private mentorship. Yeah, And I wanted that with the guru before they were the guru. Yep. And that's, I have always said that in my brand and not from a like scarcity, like hurry up, you better catch me while you can. It's like, no, I already know where this is going. And if you're drawn to this kind of work and this is, you're drawn to me for whatever reason, now is the time. It's inevitable. Yes. These are big transformations that all of us want. And it is inevitable that at some point it's going to become more valuable. Yeah. And Let's you are. It's if you think it's inaccessible now, just imagine what it's going to be in five years from now. Yeah. It's going to be even more inaccessible and you're going to still be in the same place. Yeah. And I won't be doing one-on-ones in five years. <laughs> I won't. I'll, I won't be doing that. I won't yeah. have time to do that. So get it in now. You can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And making a decision that that's okay. Yeah. To raise my prices, to hold my boundary to know my value, yeah. to go play, absolutely, to go, to go commune with the people that light me up. Yep. You deserve it. We all deserve it. My decision was to go away to Joshua Tree this weekend. <laughs> no, my decision all year long has been my gift, the gift of my Sungate commitment. 
I have over and over through this paid method just been like the decision is commitment. Yeah. Like there is no other way. There's a lot of times I'd like to be like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm half-assing this. Yeah. Like maybe I don't care as much. Maybe this isn't the right time. That's the seeky shit your little girl will throw in. Maybe this isn't divine timing. Really? Because 10 years of dysfunction have just been miraculously solved. Would there ever be a better time? You know? So a decision to choose the gift. Yeah. It is a decision too. Every moment is a decision. You are making a decision at all times. Yeah. Just led by some invisible, like these are decisions you're making. You need to become aware of why you're making them. Are you making them from pain? Are you making them from joy, from alignment? Become aware. Or are you making them from fear? Yeah, exactly. From I don't think I'm going to get what I want. If we're talking about the pearl, making a decision from this shadow of expectancy and then going even deeper. Am I being reactive or repressed here? Where am I actually making this decision from? And why can I not choose detachment right now? What's Mm -hmm. in it for the little girl? Mm -hmm. Where does she get to stay if she doesn't choose gift? Yeah, that's, I love that. I love just doing that. Is my decision, like if I use my pearl, is my decision coming from dissatisfaction or is it coming from a place of vitality? That's a very easy question to ask yourself when you're working with your keys. Yeah. Look at the shadow, look at the gift. Is this decision right now coming from my shadow or is it coming from the gift? And it'll be very apparent. And if you're in the shadow, start doing the paid method. That's actually pretty profound. That's it. I don't think I've said that anywhere else. Like, or maybe I have, but maybe that was just channeled through. (laughs) Are you making the decision from shadow or from gift? And what, what do you, what is your little girl, your inner child have to gain by staying in the shadow? What does she get to do? Yeah. What does she get to be right about? Oh my gosh. She loves to be right. Oh yeah. Notice how the ego and the little girl are virtually the same. <laughs> exactly. I love you so much. Thank you so much for coming on with me. We're So Thanks. we are going to have Lena on way more. She's going to become more of like a, like a co-host. Love it. We're going to come back with more, more good stuff. Maybe, how about you bring the topic next time? Okay. Beautiful. I will. Love that. All right, everybody. Until next week, cheers to staying wealthy through alignment. Thank you for listening. If you are ready to turn your purpose into profit, it's time to empower yourself with the tool of integrity that is the high frequency formula. Head to the link in the show notes to find out how. I'll see you on the inside.